game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Afrogetti. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. And welcome to another edition of the Post Game Points Podcast with myself, Mitch Gallo, and uh, Sean Campbell. Sean, uh, sports is uh, coming at us uh, fast and furious right now. And that's why I didn't even have time to pour myself an Angry Gallo Ale. I am drinking it straight from the can. Yeah, you know, you know I normally do it straight from the can, but I got to just stay strong for my Packers. You know, Packers strong. I know it wasn't... Uh, uh, the game that we wanted, but uh, at the same time, we'll have a little bit more in the NFL in a, in a couple episodes. We're going to get you all primed and ready for the Super Bowl, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But the Post Game Pines podcast, Campbell and Gallo, it's brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery. And let me tell you, I stopped by the other day, Mitch, and uh, you can still pick up your Campbell play-by-play IPA, your Angry Gallo Ale, but boy, do they have stuff going on. I know there's lockdown here in Quebec. I know that there's curfew, but look, Check it out. They're ours. They're open. They're ready to go. They're essential. You can go get, yeah, this beer is essential. Campbell Play-By-Play, IPA, Angry Gallo Ale, it's essential. But they've got deals when it comes to all their IPAs. All their IPAs are ready to go so you can get a, a, a great deal. And they have coming up, check this out, Super Bowl special. So then you can go and pick up a 24 uh, case of LeBrosse, but it's going to be a mixed bag. They're going to put everything in there even some of the those cases are going to have their lab series they're up to their lab series four uh just everything check it out at labrosse.com 133 labrosse in point claire uh i visited there i checked everything out i tested their their latest lab absolutely love it so uh go and pick up some uh, campbell play-by-play ipa some angry gallo ale people are wondering where are we on the sales head-to-head mitch i'm telling you i got a little bit of a lead and i'm good with a lead i don't usually give that up so uh, I, I can play some strong defense the rest of the way. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, I think the best uh, defense would be a good offense. That's just my advice to you, Sean, as far as playing <laughs> defense is concerned. And, uh, you know, I just echo everything you uh, said. Thank you uh, very much uh, to LeBros and, uh, and the whole gang there. I mean, hopefully uh, both those beers uh, sell out, even if it unfortunately will be yours first. I still hope uh, that uh, every last Angry Gallo Ale is also uh, snatched up. And uh, just on as far as your mug and your hat is concerned, uh, my condolences to you. As you know, um, I have nothing against the Packers. They are not one of the teams that I root against. And uh, I was really rooting for them in the NFC Championship game, as you know. <laughs> so uh, condolences that uh, you have to suffer another loss in an NFC Championship uh, game. Because unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, he does have his uh, Super Bowl championship but uh, his uh, NFC championship record leaves something to be desired. 
and I know something about NFC Championship records, leaving something to be desired with all those years that uh, Donovan McNabb uh, got to that game and uh, was only able to play in one Super Bowl, and uh, and he lost it. So I know uh, I know a little bit where you're coming from, and I just want to say uh, condolences. But uh, judging by the way Aaron Rodgers played this season and looking at what Tom Brady was able to do at 43, it looks like uh, your elite quarterback uh, is going to be still in the running for MVP for quite some time. Yeah, uh, I, I still might need another week before I can dive into the NFL. I, I've That's okay. Kind of, I've, I, I just needed a couple days off before I can really dive into it, but still support the team. Uh, why don't we jump into hockey, Mitch? Like right away. Let's jump right into hockey. Some big news this week. Uh, the last week, a major deal. You have two players that were in the same draft class, both top five picks, traded for each other. Uh, that is Patrick Liney out of Winnipeg to Columbus uh, for Pierre-Luc Dubois. You also have Jack Rodzilovich in that deal and a, and a pick. But this is pretty much Liney for Dubois. How do you see this deal? Well, first of all, uh, just on the fact that uh, they were both top five picks in their draft, um, last week on the uh, Saturday when the trade was made, I was watching the Tampa Bay Lightning Columbus Blue Jackets game and I was watching the Columbus uh, feed and during the pregame show, uh, Jordy Shelley, Jody Shelley had uh, Yarmo Kekalainen on and was interviewing him and he asked how difficult was it to get the, to give up the uh, number three pick from his draft year, a guy that you guys invest a lot of time into and Yarmo Kekalainen in a very blunt, direct mm -hmm. manner said, I got the number two pick from his draft. <laughs> so I think uh, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets are uh, pretty happy with the deal. Look, you know, we, we say it all the time. Uh, the team that wins the trade is the team that gets the best player. I think in this trade, Columbus gets the best player. But I look at it, and this really has the chance to be a win-win for both teams. Whereas Columbus gets the second best shooter in the league after Ovechkin, certainly top five as far as the ability to score uh, one shot and hit the back of the net. Uh, mm. They get a super talented guy in, in line A and a guy who I think, you know, will be able to touch 50 goals in a season. So they get the best player, but he wanted out of Winnipeg and Winnipeg gets a center iceman, which they can have more value than wingers. So now you do the slotting for the Columbus Blue Jackets and you have Shifley and Dubois down the middle, you're going to be a tough out for any team yeah. in the Canadian division. And, and you have, you have Stassi there who might, we'll see when they fit everything in you, cause you can go straight down the middle and then that four center Iceman, you Shifley, and then you go Dubois and then you, you follow that with Stastny and then you follow that with Lowry. And then you still have Nate Thompson as a pure fourth line center. That's five. I named you. So if they can still move one of those guys to the wing, a Lowry or Stastny if they want to. So they sure. do have that depth, but here's the thing. Line a, his biggest problem in Winnipeg, he, did, he wasn't getting to play with Shifley. He didn't have a center iceman. Now he goes to Columbus. Their best center iceman's gone. <laughs> they, you know, is he going to play with Max Domi? And is Max Domi going to be good enough in Columbus to set up a guy like Patrick Laine? But then you get Jack Rostovich, who's a center, and he didn't fit in Winnipeg because they had too many centers. And I, I think that if he turns out who they want to be, because a lot of people feel that he could be a top six guy, he might get that opportunity with Columbus. I, I'm not sure. They still have a center ice problem in Columbus because they traded it away. And, you know, Rosovich won't be able to be Dubois, but can he fill that void? And that's a lot of pressure on Max Domi. Someone that you and I know as a center ice man is, eh, we're still not sure if that's exactly who he is. 
So yeah. I think there's some question marks. So on the deal, you say the best player is Lonnie and he ended up in Columbus. I think Dubois might be the better player and he might be going to a better fit in, in the situation. But I do think that grabbing Rosovich for a pick was another steal, though, because that's a, that's a bona fide NHL player and you're just giving up a third-round pick. And you know how I feel about third, fourth-round picks. Trade them away. I mean, yeah. just trade them away. Well, you're giving up a third-round pick and you're getting a guy who was drafted in the first round just a few years ago in Rosovic. So I, I'm with you there. Does Columbus have uh, issues uh, down the middle of the ice? It's, it's hard for me to say that they don't. Um, I think sometimes you can get away with maybe not being as deep at center if your blue line is loaded. And, Sean, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets blue line might be enough to maybe um, mask or hide some of the deficiencies that the Columbus Blue Jackets have at center ice. And, you know, uh, I think there's a good debate to be had as, as far as who the better play, player is between Dubois and Line. Um there's a debate there, but I think that Line is the more talented, more skilled player. Now, who's yeah. better? That's that's a different argument. But I think it's, it's better. Talented is higher on Line. Yeah, but like, is it because he's going to score forty goals and Dubois going to get twenty? But they both mo- mo- might end up with sixty-five points, or yeah. might maybe seventy points. Because if Line scores forty, he's probably only getting thirty assists. Is yeah. Line an eighty-point player? So yes, there's different ways to produce offense, but offensively they might be similar. I mean, this is where I think it is, because right now it's hard to judge who's won the deal. Whoever wins the deal is the, is the team that's going to be able to keep the player. Yeah, Dubois in Winnipeg long-term is not 100%. Line in Columbus long-term is not 100%. Their agents might be like, look, that's not the trade you really wanted. You both rather have different markets. Just wait it out until you're UFA. We'll get you small RFA bridge deals, and you'll be able to go. So whichever team gets the long-term deal with their player, because you have RFA coming up and RFA in two years, because they're still team-controlled, I think that's who wins the deal, whoever keeps the player. Because I, I think we're both on the same page. They're both outstanding talents. Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. And I, and, I, and I believe that it, it has the opportunity for both teams to win. Like, you, yeah. why, why do we always have to declare a winner and loser? Patrick Laine didn't want to play in Winnipeg anymore. Mm. Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't want to play in Columbus anymore. They're both really good, and they both end up in new spots. So, you know, I, I was talking about this trade weeks ago, that it just made sense on paper, and it, it came to fruition. And, I, you know, I, I hope it works out to, for both guys because I enjoy watching them play. All right. What do you think of the deal? You could comment below, and you could send a Twitter uh, message to Sean R. Campbell to Mitch Y. Gallo. All right, Mitch, I know this is right up your alley. Who's the biggest pest in the NHL? Uh, Sean, by far it's Matthew Kachuk. Do you honestly have another answer at this point? And, and 100%. You're talking, 100% I have another answer. Well, and it's not you know, even close. And you're, talking, you're talking, Sean, to somebody that despises Brad Marchand. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Matthew Kachuk doesn't use some of the antics that Brad Marchand has used. But my issue with Kachuk and why I put him at the top of the pest list is that I believe he tries to hurt players. I think he's reckless on the ice. Is that a pest? Okay, is that a pest then? Is, is pest the right word? Well, you no, because he is a pest. If he's he, going to he, hurt people, he, then he's the most dangerous player. Because the biggest pest is Brad Marchand. It's, and, and, and I know what Matthew Kachuk and I know what Brady Kachuk can do. And I know that there's a whole bunch of them around the National Hockey League. But let's, let's be very honest. To be the champ, you have to beat the champ. 
and Brad Marchand is absolutely still the biggest pest in the National Hockey League. Matthew Kachuk can throw his little hissy fits all he wants, and he can go out there and cause trouble and fall on goalies awkwardly all he wants. And he still does not have the repertoire and the history of Brad Marchand. He's still a baby compared to him. And maybe when Marchand retires, he'll take the mantle and go to another level and be able to do things and be a bigger pest overall. But there's no way with everything that Marchand has done that, that I can't give that as an answer. Well, again, you know how much I despise Brad Marchand. And you're, you're right. The, the recklessness maybe doesn't qualify for, for him being a pest or why he's a pest. I don't think uh, it, it also makes him not a pest because I still think he – He's a reckless player who has all the qualities of being a pest, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Oh, no, I think he's a pest. I just thought if you're yeah. going to hurt people, you're something else. No, I, I just I, – I think it makes other teams and other players around the league despise you more. Then maybe they would despise Brad Marchand. It would maybe anger them more because players don't like when you take their livelihood and, and their ability to play and provide for their families into their own hands. Like I think Matthew Kachuk does at times, you know, very Matt Cook-like. Um, oh, the other day, the other day, did you see, okay, like I know nothing came of it, but when Matthew Kachuk went flying in the boards with Austin Matthews, it, it looked like he wanted to do something like grab the leg and make him fall awkwardly. Like they both got up and nothing happened. They didn't push or shove or say anything. But as Matthews almost scored, it was a beautiful play. He, he lifted Kachuks, and then they, he, they went flying to the boards because they were both going 100 miles an hour. But as yeah. they were going in, just because it was Matthew Kachuk, I was like, eh, maybe he was trying something there, and it didn't work out. And maybe he thought about it twice. He's like, ooh, if I pull his leg this way, he could probably break his leg because they were yeah. going so fast. I, I just thought of that. As, and, and, and if Matthews were to get injured on that play, everybody would blame Matthew Kachuk for being a reckless player. And I think it's mm-hmm. no coincidence that even though uh, Matthews didn't get hurt, that it's Matthew Kachuk flying into the boards – uh, with him, the only thing I'll say about uh, your your Marchand uh, argument, Sean, and I feel I feel dirty. I feel like I'm going to need a shower after saying this. <laughs> um, but for Brad Marchand, when's the last time he really did something bad? Well, he's been a good boy. You, you no. Well, here's the thing: you evolve with age. Okay, as you get older, referees get to know you a little bit more. The opposition gets to know you a little bit more, and the the pest and the anger it kind of dwindles away. I know a lot of people with age who mature at different ages and I'm not saying that he's not going to do pest things or, or get under the skin of the opposition because that's exactly what he does and it's calculated and he knows what he's doing. But Matthew Kachuk is much younger. He hasn't come across that point with Brad Marchand. And it's funny because even on the other end with Brady Kachuk, who is a pest, he's kind of like that cute pest next to Matthew Kachuk. He's not as violent. He's kind of like, he, he jokes, jokes around with, with uh, Stutzla and calls him Jimmy and everybody thinks it's cute and he's, and he's funny, but he does like, you know, ruffle the feathers, but the old guys come in and say, shut up little boy. And then he doesn't really do much. That's what happens. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk's yeah. kind of entering the prime of his career. So it's kind of determined what kind of hockey players he's going to be known as the, the offensive guy, the, the physical guy or the absolute jerk. Fair enough. Sean, you want to, uh, you want to get into some wrestling talk? Oh, Baby, do I look Royal Rumble the is coming belt up. there in the background? Yes, it's right there. Championship belt. Look, I'm, I'm loving my background today, by the way. See the robot Campbell play by play IPA? 
That's a good one. Brought in the Futurama today. Futurama's in place. Absolutely love that. So, yeah. Look, how about this? Royal Rumble. Why don't we just throw our picks out there? I wanted to bring in Dave, but Dave doesn't have a webcam outlet or a microphone, so we can't even bring in our boy Dave Trenadui to Dave's make his here, man. picks. I know. Dave's not here. So, Royal Rumble... I know that uh, this is kind of you and I. We still watch wrestling. It's there's good, there's bad. It's hard to watch all of it. Uh, we're both falling in love with AEW as well. But one of our favorite events is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So what you want to do some predictions? Yeah. Let's give me a give me your winner on the men's and the winner on the women's. Or who you how's this? Who you're rooting for? Who you want to win and who you think's going to win? Okay. So uh, let's start on, let's, on the on the men's. Okay. Uh, I'm rooting for Daniel Bryan. Okay. Uh, or Kevin Owens. Is, is I, Owens actually going to be in the Rumble, too, as well as facing Roman Reigns? I don't know if Kevin Owens is actually going to be in the Rumble. Uh, well, I was looking at Vegas favorites, and they had him down the list, but he was on the list of, okay. of people you could gamble on. So, uh yeah. Not a smart move, though. He's in a, he's in a last stand, uh, last man standing match that night. Wouldn't uh, would be the first time we saw somebody emerge. Yeah. Oh, I'm always cheering for Kevin Owens. Montreal, you know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I just love my Montreal connections. I think I got my Sami Zayn shirt on today. Ooh, yeah. Pull this angry monkey sweater up. It's beautiful. Angry monkey. <laughs> like this. Sami Zayn, Montreal, baby. Love that t-shirt. And, and, Sean, just because I think the WWE sucks now, I'm going to say yeah. that the winner will be Brock. <laughs> it might be Brock. That'd be actually – if Brock pops out, that's not that bad. Uh, I'm going to – I'm cheering. You know who my favorite wrestler is. And it's great because he's in a bit of a feud with Daniel Bryan right now. And I love that they're pushing him. He, he straight up beat Daniel Bryan two weeks ago, and then he straight up beat Dolph Ziggler uh, in a heel-heel match. And that's Cesaro. They're pushing him. And I don't think he's going to win, but they're pushing him for something because he's clearly an incredible wrestler. And when you could watch Daniel Bryan and, and Cesaro go in the ring, that's, I, I'm, I'm that old school technician that I enjoy that. So I cheer for Cesaro. I cheer for Kevin Owens. I cheer for Sami Zayn. I don't think any of them are going to win. Uh, on, on the men's side, I saw that promo from Edge. I think it's going to be Edge. I think they're going to – he doesn't have much time. He doesn't know how much he's going to wrestle. I think they want to give him the moment back that he gets his, his – like that WrestleMania moment where he wins the title back that he never lost like 10 years later. I think that yeah. would be incredible. Even though it's so choreographed and so predictable, I don't care. I would love to watch Edge win the championship back at WrestleMania after being out for so long and fighting back to get uh, through a couple injuries. I'm down. And if that path takes him through uh, winning the Royal Rumble, I'm in on that. Uh, I I'm with you. And you know what? When's the last time the WWE – did something for wrestling fans of our generation. Mm -hmm. I, I think the response would be fantastic for yeah. Edge and winning, and, and I'd, I'd be down to see it. Uh, Sean, on the uh, women's side, I'll say that the uh, winner will be uh, Alexa Bliss. That'd be a good one. And maybe you might get, like, the, the multiple personalities. You know, we've seen that in um, with Mankind. He came out like three times, dude, love make. Maybe you'll get the multiple personalities with Alexa Bliss. Uh, I didn't think of that. I, I'd love that, though. I think that'd be pretty neat. And I, and I really like what they're doing with her right now. Uh, I, I, I also like that they're doing some crossover. I know for a while, they, they, you know, the men, women didn't 
crossover. I like that you kind of have men, women. We're in a in a world of equality, and it's wrestling. It's fake. So if you know you have men wrestling women or women wrestling men, I'm all down for it. I think that they've done in the past. They strayed away for it. They're bringing it back. Kind of have Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, but Alexa Bliss is the fiend. So that's interesting. Uh, for the, for the women, I I, I think it's going to be uh, a Ronda Rousey or maybe a Becky Lynch coming back just with a huge pop and winning it. Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble is exactly what the women need right now. They need an influx of a big-name talent. Um, I think they're missing something atop that division, and I think that that Ronda Rousey could be able to do it. So I'm going to say that Ronda Rousey is about to come back. I know Ronda Rousey had her kid further away than Becky Lynch, but women are incredible people and could come back and be ready very soon because they both just had children. So I don't know if they're actually going to get into the ring. Like Becky well, Lynch wasn't that long ago that she had a child, but if she showed up, that'd be incredible pop. Same thing with Ronda Rousey. So, and both are still with the WWE. Yeah, I'd even think of uh, those two, Sean. I think uh, they're they would be great answers. And the WWE is very good at making you forget about somebody, and just when you've completely forgotten about them or erased them from your memory, that's when yeah. they appear. I remember there was a, a Royal Rumble many many years ago where Chris Jericho hadn't been around for such a long time, and that's how he returned. It was in the Rumble. He didn't win it, uh, but it was yeah. still a fantastic pop when he came out. Imagine if he came out this Royal Rumble, Chris Jericho. I wouldn't count on it, but, man, I'd love to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't count on it either. All right. Uh, post-game pints, Campbell Gallo, brought to you by LeBros, really, LeBros.com, 133. Uh, LeBros in Point Claire. Go check it out. Go get your uh, Campbell play-by-play IPA. Uh, I'm already – almost down this one very poundable as they say and the angry gallo ale uh all right uh we wanted to get to some random sports slots we still have a pop quiz we got to name that podcast so mitch random sports slots you want to start things off and i gotta hear that tune <laughs> sure buddy uh nice to hear the music in the background as per usual uh my first random sports thought is that uh the older i get the more i appreciate wayne gretzky and this in tribute to uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, recently passing his uh, 60th birthday. Just, I don't know if I appreciated him enough when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, watching him you play. didn't. You, like, m- m- me being a little bit different generation than you and just a little bit older, I saw him, you know, just dominate. And that's kind of, I entered the league and it was Wayne Gretzky. And I can appreciate Wayne Gretzky. It's, it's neat that uh, I didn't see his entire career. I was born in 79 and he was in the league just a couple of years later. But I, I watched him just pick up. And I've always been a Mario guy in that debate. But Wayne's a, Wayne's a special talent. One of, one of my favorite things. You know what I'm going to say what I'm about to say? I'm going to bring this back. It's my third random sports slot. And I didn't want to bring it up. It's my third random sports slot. So I'm going to wait for what I was just about to say. That's okay. called T. What's your, right, so my, <laughs> what's your first? My first random sports slot is I think sometime in the next – two to three years Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner will be one, two in NHL scoring at the end of the season. I think that they'll be something like that. Well, you had one, three this year. Did you not McDavid and Dreisaitl? Yeah. McDavid had the injury. uh, What McKinnon was two. Those Yager Lemieux years. I don't know if they were one, two. Man, that 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 that'd be something. That'd be a good pop quiz. Who finished second in scoring? You know, all these guys who finished second in scoring. Uh, <laughs> but 
two teammates, I think Austin Matthews, watching them and how much they play and how much – I mean, it's – I don't know if they're going to be able to last. Those guys are going to get drank 25 minutes a night for a forward. And I know they have to do it. They've been playing some tight games. But, wow, they those guys – and they understand each other. They're not trying to split them up on different lines. I think they both have scoring, you know, like leading the league in scoring ability. All right. Uh, that'd be something to see. And they piggyback off each other's points quite a bit. Uh, my second, Sean, is uh, I like coaches like John Tortorella. I know they're a dying breed, but I feel like there's so many soft people out there who can't stand when a coach isn't nice or cuddly or friendly with his players. You know, it, 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 it annoys me because I like the tough-ass coach. I like the coach that's going to put somebody in his place. And I like the coach that's going to not be intimidated by the multi-million dollar athlete with all the control. So, John Tortorella, props to you. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy your coaching and I enjoy your tactics. you got to have a GM that trusts you, an owner that trusts you, if you're going to be like that. If you're going to be hardcore and you're going to be hard on your players. But you also got to trust your players. And some players can take it. Some players can't at all. Like, you know, I... You've, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I'm not saying that Tortorella was the reason, but it really looked like it was the reason he wanted to leave. Then you have someone like Josh Anderson, who was asked about Tortorella. He's like, look, I knew he was hard on me, but I liked it. You know, there's you just got to be able to accept it. Some people can, some people can't. And, you know, sometimes I don't like coaches that are too soft. I'm like, come on, let's go. Let's give it. You know, there's a little bit of, you got to give and take. You got to feel everybody's different. And maybe that's why you need different coaches on a staff. Where a coach yeah. is like, I can't talk to, I can't talk to that player. You go, you go deal with no. that player. I can't. You know, I, 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 think I would that- say, Sean, go look at where Dubois was drafted. Go look at where Anderson was drafted. And I think that's a big part of it. It's a good point. It's very, it's 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 a very very good point about that. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down. That's why you've always had a soft spot for Babcock. You know, I do, and I can't wait till he makes his return to the NHL and everybody loses their mind. Yeah, I still love that. Hey, Mitch Martyr, right? <laughs> That's such a, such a weird thing. All right. Uh, my second random sports slot. This is not random at all. Aaron Rodgers is right. And whatever argument you want to get with him, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers should win the argument and just let him know that he's right. Listen to him. Do what he says. Aaron Rodgers was right. Is right. Will be right. That's all I got to say on that one. That's fine. And, uh, you know, I wish your Packers didn't draft a quarterback in the first round last year and would have given him another weapon instead. Would have made a lot more sense for that team. Uh, Sean, my uh, third and final uh, round of sports thought, it's also with the world of football. And uh, it's the fact that as much as I hate on Brady, I'm going to be sad when he retires because there's going to be nobody for me to root against anymore. Oh, I'll find you somebody. I'll find you someone, no problem. I know you love rooting against him. I it's weird. I there's a couple guys I root against. Anybody that plays for the Bears, and you know how I kind of make fun of your Carson Wentz sometimes because I've been. By the way, I know Carson Wentz wasn't good this year. How many years have I been telling you that I didn't think Carson Wentz was any good? Well, he makes me mad. So, no, but how many years? It wasn't just this year. How many years have I been telling you that I just don't think he was that great? Yeah, that's why I want him. I want yeah. him to go to the Bears. I want because I want to cheer against him. Like the Eagles, like cheering against the Eagles and Wentz, it's like, oh, you know, whatever. But I mean, if he's on the Bears, then I can really cheer against him. 
Sure. Kind of, that's kind of where it is. All right. Um, my final one. This is one. I, it, it had something to do with Wayne Gretzky. Okay. I've been playing some NHL 94 lately, mainly because my son loves to play. And I know you're good. Okay, Mitch, I know you're good. I know you, you have a tough time against me. I'm pretty good at the game. I know you're good. But I think my son, who uses LA, LA is his team. He uses Wayne Gretzky. I think my son can beat you. Can I use I was Pittsburgh? Play- you could use whoever you want. Use doesn't matter. Look, I, I smoke him like I smoke you. But my point is, I think my son, and mainly because he's been playing and you get thrown in a game, you might be a little bit rusty. Play four or five games, you might be able to beat him. But I think yeah. right now, if, we, if you were to drop you and him, my eight-year-old son, I think he could beat you. I'm just – I don't know because I, I know you're good. But I will tell you, I'm impressed. He's got the one-timers down. He's got the breakaway goals. He uses scores with his defense. He sometimes resets things. I'm just saying, be careful. Well, when the we only get, thing, when we the only thing I'll say to that, Sean, is that uh, NHL 21 came with a NHL 94 copy with the updated rosters and everything like that, but it's still NHL 94, so I might not be as rusty as you think. But, okay, that's uh, fine. But good, on your, this, good on your son this, for using the Kings. This game is going to be done on a Super Nintendo with those controllers on the old machine. I'm just saying <laughs> that that's the way it's done, okay? Right, yeah, I just saying that that's that I just been thinking about watching him play and I've been proud of him. He's pretty good. I've been very proud. You got a quick uh, pop quiz for me? Yeah, let's let's get a pop quiz for you, Mitch. Um, this one I, 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 I'm doing it a little differently. Usually I ask you a question, you have to name people off. I'm gonna give you the names, and it's very similar to uh, uh, what you love to play on uh, Melnick in the afternoon, sports name association. Okay. So it's a little pop quiz that way. It's kind of – I give you the names. you got to find out what the question is and All the right. category. Uh, right. I'm only giving you five names. You ready? Go five for it. Five names for this pop quiz. Feel free to use it with your friends. Uh, play along with the comments. Okay. Elias Pettersson. Thomas Vanek. Nino Niederreiter. Elias Lindholm. Sorry, you, you cut out there. Elias Lindholm. Elias Lindholm. And one of our favorites. He's in NHL 94. Yarmir Yager. So Yager, Lindholm, Niederreier, Vanek, and Pedersen. I mean, you those five names. I would like you to figure out what do they have in common. This is this week. Uh, pop quiz on the Post Game Pints podcast. I'm challenging Mitch Gallup. I, when was the last time you challenged me? I keep coming up with these things. You got to get one for me. We got to get Dave to ask us one. I was expecting some sort of wrestling pop quiz today, and then I got to get this. So I gave you five names. Uh, just tell me what you're thinking right now. They're uh, they're all European. Yes, they are. They're all drafted top five. Okay, they're all drafted top five. Can you elaborate? Uh, they're all drafted number three. You're very close. You're very close. They're 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 all drafted number five. They're all drafted number five. Very good. Yeah, sorry. Pedersen, I can't believe he was drafted number five. I know. And and I, 
it's funny because I threw, I was like, I could, and I was going to throw other names, but I wanted to give you some Europeans. So you would think that way. And then like the, the Canadian twist, Nita Ryder or not, but. No, I knew, I knew, uh, I knew that Nita Ryder, because I was thinking that too, because I'm like. And then there's like a Calgary. Vancouver, Vanek played for the Habs, Lindholm, Calgary, and Yager played for the Flames as well. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking that, but I knew Nita Ryder had only played in two spots and not in Canada. Yeah. I was trying to throw you off just a little bit, and then you were like, hey, wait, Nita Ryder, where? And I, I was just playing, but very good. We're not number three, so you were wrong there. But yeah, they were all number five picks and some incredible players. And I know that uh, one of the players that I've really enjoyed lately is Elias Lindholm. That guy's an like underrated player in the National Hockey League. Super under, super underrated, and um, yeah. you know he he's a big reason why his team has the success that he does. But he has players playing that you know garner more attention for whatever reason, <coughs> yeah, because they're pests. Um, so uh, maybe he he gets uh, he gets he goes under the radar a little bit, but he's he's a fantastic player. All right, Mitch. Now we just got to name that podcast. What do we name the podcast? Uh, I want to name it. Uh, EOS webcam utility. <laughs> Do you think that we get the hits that we want from it? <laughs> I don't know about that. And, and by the way, thanks to all the new subscribers. I know that we got a bunch and all the views. Uh, we got so much planned for this hockey season. This is another hockey episode. We got some big guests planned for the coming weeks. And uh, we will get into a Super Bowl edition uh, before the Super Bowl hits. Uh, by the way, for the Super Bowl, go check out LeBros, LeBros.com, LeBros. Uh, 133 LeBros for LeBros Brewery. Yeah, I said about seven times right there because it's that good. Get your Campbell play-by-play IPA. Get your Angry Gallo Ale. But if you want to go in another direction, that's absolutely great. Their lab series is there, but they're going to have a special for the Super Bowl. So check them out. They've got a Facebook. Uh, they got a website, LeBros.com. they got everything. And, of course, Post Game 5 is brought to you by LeBros. Cheers, Mitch. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. No, 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 no. Come on. VBF.